Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Gnome Podcast. I'm Liz Burns, and I'm so glad you're here with us this week. Hey, listen, today I have the privilege of interviewing my friend, Pastor Amy Bizet. We talked on Zoom over all things raising godly kids. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss this. Hello, friends. So this past week was our family spring break. Kids were off for school. So we went out to the beach. And let me tell you, I've been open about this on this podcast. I am turning 40 in June. Um, And I got to be honest, one of the things that makes me feel as if, because like most days I feel very young and vibrant and all those good things. One of the things that makes me feel the pull of the uh, soon to come 40 is mattresses. Yes. So I cannot sleep on just any mattress anymore. Um, I think that is a sign of getting old. So we were at an Airbnb. I love it. We went with family. The kids love to hang with their cousins. Um, But they had like a really soft mattress. And let me tell you guys, after three nights on that mattress, my back was pretty jacked up. And I walked away going, I can't wait to get back to my mattress at home. And then I thought, okay, this is it. This is aging. Um, how about you? Do you bring something to sleep on when you go away? Are you a mattress snob? Uh, Is this a sure sign of the coming aging? (laughs) Let me know what you think and we'll be right back with more of the Gnome Podcast. Thank you so much, friends. Welcome back to the Known Podcast. And today I have the great honor of introducing my friend to you, Pastor Amy Bizet. Amy, welcome to the Known Podcast. Uh, Thank you. It is such a joy to be here with you today. Amy, I have known and loved you for many years. Um, But for our listeners who may not know you, could you give them a 30-second intro to who you are? Oh, gosh. Okay. So... (laughs) I um, have been married to my husband for almost 29 years. It'll be 29 years in June. I have four children, um, 25, 23, 21, and 18. And I have been in ministry pretty much since Randy and I got married um, almost 29 years ago. So just love the Lord, love my family, love my church family, and I'm just honored to be here. And does it all with grace. I have to brag on you for just a second. Um, she would never like it. She's very humble, very, but I, I always say this about pastors, Randy and Amy, that they um, are kinder than I feel like they have to be because God has blessed them, given them a, a, such a platform, but they still are personal. They still care. They still um, are, have a beautiful humility and the heart of God. So when I say you are the real deal, you are the real deal, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you're my cheerleader, so I'm so (laughs) thankful for you in my life as well. Easy to cheer when it's somebody great. Um, Amy, on our podcast, we talk about pets, so tell me about the pets (laughs) in your life. Tell us. Absolutely. So I have two dogs. (laughs) We still call them puppies, although one is almost nine. His (laughs) name is Boudreaux, and he is a mini petite golden doodle, and so he is just... um, 
so sweet. He's just like loves to be touched. Randy says all the time, my love language is touch and quality time. And so is his. <laughs> so if we had our choice, we'd just sit on the sofa all day together Aww. and snuggle up. But yes. and then I we also have Bella, who is four, and she is a mini golden doodle and just our wild child, but brings so much joy into our family as well. She's pretty much my daughter's dog, but we all love her. Dogs do. They so. bring they bring joy. I'm sorry. They just do. They bring joy to the home. I'm, I love it. And and I don't know about you, but our dogs are almost like human beings. I mean, yes. they really do feel like that sometimes. And at the season we're in at life right now, you know, our kids are all busy with their own lives. Although I still have two that live at home. Mm-hmm. Our our kids don't always rush down the stairs when we get home. Yeah. But our dogs are always yes. so glad to see us. So <laughs> the dogs they make us feel very loved. Yes. I, I could not agree with that more. Well, Amy, when I was thinking of this topic today and wanting to talk about godly parenting, uh, you immediately came to mind. I've had the privilege to sit and um, hear you speak on this topic, and you have such a good grasp on this. You never have claimed to be an expert, but you've lived through the younger years now going into having married children, and you've done it all. Um, I, I wanted to start by I sat under a session you did last month and you had this quote that I wrote and recorded and it Mm. said this, it said, uh, parent your children's heart, not their behavior, parent your children's heart, not their behavior. What, what does that mean? What does that look like? You know, I, I think over the years I've just learned from experience, good and bad that, um, for me, my heart was, you know, if you parent the behavior, the kids aren't going to understand why sometimes, but if you parent their hearts, they're going to carry the why in their heart with them, whether you're around them or not. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want. We want our kids to understand the reasons, the moral reasons why they're doing the things they're doing, not just because mom and dad said so. And so for me, it's just so important to um, get to the heart because man, it's where everything else flows from is from our heart. So if you can get to the heart of your kids and parent them and, you know, lead them and guide them with not only the word, but how you live your life out, then they're going to, it's just going to get them ahead in life. And they're not going to have to battle and think, you know, um, oh, I can't do this today because my mom's not, my mom's around, you know, but then another time they, they do that. So it's just learning, um, not only only on the behavior, but to teach your kids why. I think so many times as parents and especially moms, we're so busy in life. And so a lot of times our kids ask us something and we just say no, but we (laughs) never give them the true reason of why we're saying no. So then they don't really understand it and carry that standard or that principle for themselves because all they know is that mom's said no they have no idea why you said no so in our house a lot of it was just being very intentional and I'm setting this I was not always great at this and there's many times I missed it but you know it's just being intentional and taking the extra time Mm. to give explanation do you think that changes like 
from season to season. So when your kids are, you know, we have listeners right now who just have the kids in like the preschool elementary age and they're going, okay, I love this idea, but like, I also need like immediate obedience, like, you know, pick up your shoes right. or, you know, whatever it is. Right. Right. Exactly. In each like yeah. season. Oh my gosh, it changes so much. And as as a parent, I just want to encourage you, you know, that the Bible says to train up a child in the way they should go. Mm-hmm. And that's our responsibility that God has given us. And training takes time. Wow. It takes effort. It doesn't happen overnight. So, you know, when they're young, you're going to feel like you're repeating the same thing over and over <laughs> and over and, and over. over again, you know. <laughs> I would just encourage you as parents too, when you get to that point where you feel like you're repeating, your kids are smarter than they're going to let you believe they are. And so there needs to be consequences when they're not listening to what you're asking them to do, whether it's putting the shoes away or whatever. And then as they get older, I think it's so important because you're not going to have as many moments to teach and train because there is a season for that. And then you, before you know it, it's gone. I'll never forget when our son was 15 and I remember going, oh my gosh, did I teach him everything I needed to teach him? Because all of a sudden I'm not the hero in his life anymore. Um, (laughs) I know, but it happens. And so it's being very intentional and then getting it all in their heart as they're young, because that's when they're leaning in. That's where you are the hero in their life. And then as they get older, it's just reinforcing that. And then also taking advantage of those moments. Usually with teenagers, it's late at night when you just want to go to bed. <laughs> and it's like, oh my gosh, are they really opening up right now? And what wanting is to that? Talk? I'm glad to know that is universal because it's genuinely like 930 at night. Right. When you're exhausted and the last thing you want to do is give any effort to anything. But I'm telling you, as a mom where now my kids are older, um, it's only a season. So don't waste that season. But but um, take advantage of that season wisely during those times because you want those opportunities to just encourage your kids and teach yeah. your kids and train your kids Yeah. Um, because it ends quick. I mean, they say, I say this all the time, the days are long, but the years are short. So true. And I am speaking from experience. Yeah. When, when you think about, you know, you've talked to this before, Okay, so parenting their heart versus their behavior. But when it comes to being a believer and Christianity, I think there's an added layer of panic. So we get very nervous if we find out, you know, our kids have doubts or, you know, we think, oh, no, you will come to church and you will accept God. And you, how do you not, you know, because it's one thing to say, you have to pick up your shoes. They don't pick up their shoes. We go, all right, you know, I wish he would pick up his shoes. One day he'll have his own house. When it comes to a relationship with God, that seems scarier. How do you sort of set parameters in place where you go, yes, this is the thing I want most for you in the world to follow Jesus, but also it can't be forced. I mean, that that's never going to work, right? Exactly. 
Right, right. You know, I think in those moments, it's just really important to, one, um, when your kids make decisions maybe that are disappointing or aren't with the values that you really want them to make, to give them space to fail Mm. and teach them about God's love and his grace in the midst of that. Mm. Because man, I mean, you can teach your kids so much in those moments. And then I also think there's there's times where you, as hard as it is as a parent for you to want them to just totally walk in all that you believe and all that you've taught them, they have to walk through things for it to become personal for them. They need God to become real to them. And as parents, honestly, we want that for them in life. It's really hard. And I think sometimes it's more of a challenge on us personally and as um, maybe our reputation per se, but Mm. sometimes you just have to lay that down for the sake of your kids and have open and honest communication. Like if they share something that doesn't go along with what you're believing, don't panic. Yeah, (laughs) They're watching to, I mean, really they're watching to see how you're going to react to it. Because if you react or you get angry or you, I'm not saying, and you compromise on standards, but the way you react to things is going to um, either teach them to come back to you with it, or or they're just going to close their hearts okay. and their mouth towards you in that. So I think it's just being very cautious and also learning to just, man, for me, because I, I want to be in control of things, especially yeah. my family. <laughs> um, I've had to learn to surrender my kids. Wow. And man, it's the hardest thing, but it's in those moments. Do we really trust God with the things that are closest to us? Yeah. Do we you know. really trust the Holy Spirit to lead and guide them? Yeah, no, I, I, um, one thing years ago I heard was the term raise to release. And it says in the word that like children are like an arrow in our yes. hand. It says in scripture, but what do you do with an arrow? Will you release it? And Figure I remember thinking like, oh, that's so painful. And yet, you know, so true, but you sort of mentioned being, um, honest with your kids, almost having to apologize. You talk about in one of your sessions, um, sort of a check-in you guys did with your kids Mm -hmm. where you Mm -hmm. asked them a couple different questions. Can you explain what that was and like why you think that was important? Sure. Um, You know, one thing we do, Brandy and I started doing it years ago, just in our marriage. And um, it is, it is, um, you just go at a non-conflict time. So it's very important to do this in a non-conflict time yeah. <laughs> when there's not stress or other things already going on, but when everybody's heart is right to talk. And so for us in our marriage, and then eventually with our kids, we did this where we'd sit down. It wasn't weekly. It was every few months typically. And we'd say, hey, what's one thing I'm doing really good? Because we all need the positive reinforcement. We all need the encouragement. So what's one thing we're doing really good? And so we'd actually do this with our kids as well. But then we'd also humble ourselves, which was humbling sometimes, (laughs) and say, especially in a, in a marriage as well. This can be very yes. humbling. And just sit down and say, okay, what's one thing that I need to work on? 
Mm, and so, right. And sometimes it's ouch, but man, it's a safe place. Yeah. It's a place that when you do this with your family and you do this with your kids, they know that you're not going to react. They know your heart is in the right place to listen. Mm. And, um, you know, we did this where, um, so we pastor Bayside Community Church. Yeah. And at the time we were in a school. And we had five uh, services on a weekend, two on Saturday, three on Sunday. Well, it happened that this is also where our kids went to school. Wow. So they were literally at this school seven days a week. Oh. Randy and I loved it. We loved being there on the weekend. We were with our church family. But when we brought up this question, Mm -hmm. granted, when our kids were younger, they loved being with us. They loved being at church all the time. But as they got older is when we encountered this and we brought it up to them and asked this question, what's one thing we can do better? And they said, we feel like we're at the church all the time. Mm. Now we could have gotten very defensive and be like, no, this is what God called us to do. But you know what God called Randy and I, our kids have just gotten to go along on the journey. And so we needed to make sure we are listening to their heart as well and try to figure out how to work it out where, you know, maybe I just go in between some services. And so we ended up working it out, but it's just so important to do those kind of things with your kids because it gives them freedom to talk and just share their hearts. And apologizing, you know, I I think somewhere along the way, I got the idea like, oh, parents are perfect. They have to, no way, Uh, you know, if we can apologize and show them and normalize that because apology kind of is a lost art. People don't want to claim, you know, people want to say, oh no, just live your truth and do this. No, there's right and wrong. Sometimes I do wrong. And to show my kids and humble myself and say, yeah, mom messed up here. My reaction did not match the action. I I flew off the hand. Oh man. (laughs) It happens all the time. And you know what? You're setting your kids up for success. I mean, they watch what you do. We can speak so much louder with our actions than our words sometimes to our kids. And so even in that moment, just teaching them that, hey, we all make mistakes, but what do we do with that mistake? And so uh, it's, yeah, it just opens up um, an amazing thing for your family. Well, Amy, for those listening today who might say, you know, I'm in a place of, struggle because my kids are far from the Lord right now. I did what I thought I could, or maybe I made mistakes. I mean, nobody's perfect. Of course, nobody's perfect. Yeah. Make like a hundred mistakes a day. Right. But somebody's saying either I regret what I did, or even I thought I did it right, but now my kids aren't following the Lord. What encouragement can we leave them with today? Besides we'll, we'll pray and we'll, we'll say, Lord, we bring these kids back in your name, but what practical encouragement can we offer those today who are believing for a child to come home to the Lord? Yeah. You know, I would just say, you know, God's mercies are new every day. So first and foremost, you know, learn from maybe some mistakes you have made and and go to your kids and say, hey, God revealed this to me. And I feel like I should, you know, bring this up to you as well, too. And I'm sorry for this so that you can bring healing maybe to the relationship first. And then at the same time, it's like, 
you know, I think it's so important for us to um, train our kids from a young age in the word of God, because even if they're away from the Lord for a little bit, Mm -hmm. God's word does not return void. And so the things that you think maybe they have forgotten Yes. You know what? It's still there. And the Holy Spirit's job is to draw men in. The Holy Spirit's job is to convict them. So you love them because I think it's the Lord's unconditional love and your unconditional love that draws men back to repentance. But at the same time, you have to surrender your your kids to the Holy Spirit. So you pray, you believe that the word isn't going to return void. And then at the same time, you just um, surrender them and trust the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I just say it's so good as a parent to sometimes you're going to see things in the natural and you're going to get really discouraged. Yeah. But that's when you take out the promises of God, promises of God that he yes. has spoken to you for your family yes. and you put those in front of you and you constantly remind yourself mm. of what God has promised for your family. And when you do that, you know, it, he's faithful and it encourages you and it gives you strength and you realize I'm not perfect, but the Lord is and the Lord is going to work in their hearts and you just don't give up whether it's 10 days or 10 years do not give up because nothing is impossible with the Lord I can't think of a better way for us to end today um, than if we were to just agree in prayer Uh, I really believe that somebody listening today uh, is believing for that wayward child and we would like to join in and with you would you mind just saying a quick prayer uh, for those who may be listening who are either just starting and and discouraged or they are long into it and they are believing now for that, uh, for their, Jesus, for their family. Amen. Amen. Father, we come to you right now in Jesus name. And Lord, I just thank you for the honor and the privilege it is to parent our children. I pray in Jesus name that we never forget that they are a gift from you from above and you have entrusted us with them, Lord God. I pray that you give us your wisdom, supernatural wisdom, that you give us your grace, Lord God, your endurance and long suffering as we're raising our family, Lord God. I pray in Jesus name for the parents out there right now that might be weary, that they might be discouraged, that they might be overwhelmed. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you go move in and you encourage, that you strengthen them, Lord God. I thank you that you come alongside them in Jesus' name. And Father, that they feel your presence and your strength in the midst of it, Lord God. I pray in Jesus' name for any parents that may be listening right now that do have a wayward child. Mm -hmm. I pray, Lord God, that they can rest, that they can trust in you, that you be their rock, that you be their fortress in the time. I pray in Jesus' name, a hedge of protection around their children, Lord God, that everything that has been planted inside of them, Lord God, comes back and that you draw them back to you in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord God, for the honor and the privilege it is to serve you. We trust you, Lord God, with our most precious treasures, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, Pastor Amy, you are a treasure to us. You are welcome on this podcast 
any time. We adore you and thank you for thank being you. here today, my friend. Thank you so much. Thank you, Liz. Absolutely. And friends, we'll be right back with more of the Known Podcast. Welcome back, friends. I am so excited because today we are introducing a new segment of the show, and I'm going to need your help. For this segment of the show, we want you to get online to either our Instagram or Facebook. We are online as known ladies and submit your questions. And at the end of every episode, I'm going to answer at least one listener question. Listen, this could be about anything you want. Pets, food, God, ministry, um, the Dallas Cowboys. You just send in those questions and we'll answer them. So send those in and starting next week, we'll answer them. I can't wait. We'll be right back. Thank you so much for listening this week, friends. My special thanks goes to my guest, Pastor Amy Bizet. And listen, you can always help us out. If you're enjoying The Known Podcast, let your friends know. Share this episode uh, or give us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. But most importantly, never forget that you are known and loved by God. We'll see you next time.